see. Let's do this all over again. After all, I had such a good time doing the first episode of All Chogyam Trumpa, the unofficial official podcast. And this is your host, Aureliano Nava. In this episode, we are going to examine something that should be fun. We are going to be examining the role of faith in Buddhism. So, what is the role of faith in Buddhism? Well, whatever it is, it better coincide with the process or the journey of discovering who you are, period. And by that I mean who you are in the most real and authentic sense and uh, from a secular perspective, meaning that you are depending on your own experience and an understanding about that experience that would be very difficult to alter. As we know, faith plays a role in every single major religious tradition in this world. But uh, I, I think that in Buddhism, it's it's different because right from the get-go, the role of faith just makes um, Buddhism and how it approaches faith different. Of course, uh, we know that uh, every single religious tradition has very sophisticated, incrementally sophisticated view of almost a- every teaching. And that the vast majority of people, well, they just, for the most part, have a, a crude understanding and, and never goes uh, beyond that, right? Uh, it's uh, crude in the sense that uh, belief is important and uh, it's a kind of blind belief, a kind of blind faith on certain t- dogmas and certain t- uh, uh, teachings, and it never really goes uh, beyond that. Uh, it, those uh, core teachings are never really quite questioned. But, uh, you know, there are always a minority within every religious tradition that uh, would say, well, no, you know what, uh, most people, yes, they believe in this uh, interpretation of what faith is, but it's really not like that, and then they provide more uh, deeper and profound versions, and I think every religious tradition has that, and even in Buddhism, the majority of the uh, followers of uh, Buddhism have also crude and superficial understanding of such topics like faith. It doesn't really you know, make Buddhism any different from the rest of the religious traditions, but I'm referring to the core teachings. Okay, I'm referring to if we take a look at what, for example, the Buddha said about the role of faith in Buddhism, it's quite different than what the core teachings and other traditions say faith is in their traditions. I hope I'm making sense. It's well known that when the Buddha would invite people to come and consider his teachings, he would say to them, come and see, not come and believe, especially not come and believe in me, come and believe in me as your savior, or uh, come and believe in what I'm about to tell you, and if you do so, well, then you will be enlightened. It wasn't quite 
like that. His invitation was, come and consider what I have to say, but you are going to be requested to test this for yourself, to know the truth of these teachings and to experience uh, the truth of these teachings at a very personal level. And uh, only then uh, will you have something that might be valuable to you. There are lots of sutras in early Buddhism that are worth looking into if you are interested in this topic further. But they always revolve around the role of faith as being a question of knowing and seeing directly and uh, not a matter of belief. And now I'm going to turn to what Chogyam Trumpa Rinpoche has to say about faith because, well, I mean, this podcast is, after all, titled All Chogyam Trumpa, the unofficial official podcast, isn't it? Now let's turn to an excerpt from one of Chogyam Trumpa's writings. This is titled, or we could title this, The Mirror. Quote, real faith is looking in the mirror, perhaps doubting what we see, but not turning away. Practice is relating to whatever we see as an accurate reflection, because we know the mirror is flawless. For doubt to become faith, we have to trust the phenomenal world as much as we trust ourselves. Quote, just a brief Reminder of what I shared with you in episode one, I shared with you that I would be providing my own personal take, my own personal twist thing onto these excerpts and no more, no less. So just uh, keep that in mind. So let's see if we could take this uh, a sentence at a time. Real faith is looking in the mirror, perhaps doubting what we see, but not turning away. I think we could say that the mirror is our mind and that uh, what uh, is mirrored are our experiences. And we do all kinds of things with those experiences. And most of the time, what we do is that uh, instead of uh, connecting and relating to those uh, uh, experiences, we create complicated uh, stories about them that we tell ourselves, and before you know it, we are this echo chamber that's uh, buying into and believing these stories about uh, our experience. And so that shying away, turning away, I think it's just, it's just that, that uh, instead of resting and settling with uh, the experiences as they are arising and very much settling into our own bodies, we start doing this other thingy, don't we? And we turn away from the directness of our experiences. We do this when we sit, and most importantly, we do this as we carry ourselves on a daily basis uh, in, in the world, don't we? Let's see, second sentence. Practice is relating to whatever we see as an accurate reflection, because we know the mirror is flawless. Yes, I, I think so, isn't it? Uh, very much so. Practice is 
relating to whatever we see as an accurate reflection of that flawless mirror of mind. Now, what uh, uh, this, for me, just represents is just that uh, ability to rest, just rest deeply and uh, not shine away from and taken off in these different tangents as um, grasping and clinging uh, onto various different objects of of my experience as I sit there. And the, <coughs> I think, faith that plays here is just having enough confidence in our ability to settle, to, to rest, to relax deeply, and to not shy away from uh, that directness of uh, these reflections and the mirror of our mind by taking off into and finding refuge in these different stories that we layer on top of our arising experience. I don't know, you tell me, but I think that a lot of people don't give themselves credit for doing this already, e even though they may not be totally understanding what they're doing in terms of this kind of practice, dharma s stuff, but they're, they're just so good at being patient and working with, with life situations. And I, th I really think that a lot of times people just don't give themselves um, that, uh, that credit for, for being that, um, I guess, brave. Uh, for me, it's, it's very difficult uh, certain situations. And I'll share one situation with you. So yesterday I took my, my father, he's pushing 85, to Kaiser to get some therapy. He just had this knee replacement operation and had one uh, like four or five years ago. And um, back then, he, well, he doesn't like pain. Wow, as if anybody digs pain, right? Well, for my dad, it's that he doesn't like pain in a particular kind of way. He got addicted to the opioids that they gave him after his first knee surgery. And when my sisters and my mother tried to ease him off the opioids, he would throw tantrums and he would really give them a hard time and got to a point where he would, 3 o'clock in the morning, call the ambulance because he wanted to be taken into emergency. And he would do that until his doctor would increase the dosage. So it got pretty bad there for a while and it was difficult for my sisters and my mother to ease him off the opioids, but uh, eventually they did. He didn't want to have a second operation because he didn't want to go through that pain uh, for a second time. And he, for the last five years, has been limping until a couple of weeks ago, he decided to have the second operation. My sisters and my mom and myself were a little worried that uh, it was going to be version two of the first operation. And guess what? Uh, well, it has been. A couple of days ago, I took him to Kaiser for uh, therapy, and he was just complaining about how evil my mother and my sisters were 
that they were not giving him his pain medication as the doctor prescribed. And uh, sure enough, he's been also calling again uh, the ambulance at 3 o'clock in the morning to go uh, into emergency. And he's replaying the same kind of uh, scenarios as he did the first time. So he's telling me this, and I'm taking him uh, to therapy. And I'm trying to explain to him what happened during the first time around. And he's like, no way, I don't remember that. You're just in it with your sisters and your mother. So what do you do with that, right? I just knew that, uh, well, there's a pattern here. And the pattern could repeat itself, very similar to what it was four or five years ago. But maybe not. Maybe this time around, different variables, unaccounted variables would be part of this experience. And maybe this time around, he'll really get addicted to these opioids. And then what? So there's a lot there to be in the dark about that you just don't know because you don't have enough information about. And so that's the doubting part. We are dealing with situations where all the information that we'd like to have is just not available and uh, there are too many patterns for us to be able to decipher and but that's okay we don't have to have all that information available to us we don't have to have a complete picture and understand the situation to our satisfaction so that is the outwardly facing situation, if we could speak as such, and then there's the inwardly facing situation having to do with, this is my dad and we have this long history of arguing almost about anything and he knows all the right buttons to press, he knows all the right hooks that I will uh, bite into and he is an expert at that and let's not do that. So, as soon as uh, he came out of therapy and we started uh, talking and he started pressing those buttons again and I didn't bite into them he quickly changed the subject and we started talking about the last uh, couple of games in uh, the World Cup and how much Mexico sucked after having beaten Germany in the first round of the World Cup okay in the last sentence here for doubt to become faith we have to trust the phenomenal world as much as we trust ourselves. Well, <laughs> what do you have to say about this? This uh, uh, pretty much wraps this up pretty pretty nicely. Chogim Trumpa is doing it for us. What can we say about this? Well, um, I don't know about you, but I think he's very much saying that there's no difference here between who and what we are and um, what this phenomenal world is right on a on an ongoing basis and that when we shy away from viewing that as it arises as different from ourselves well, then we begin to doubt our own experience, don't we? Because we start believing that uh, who and what we are is separate from that directness and that uh, it must be something else. 
and then uh, that something else turns into some form of our manipulating experiences in one shape or another as we buy into some uh, weird belief about uh, what we ought to be and what we're not and what we should be and what we're not and uh, it takes on a whole different quality and texture to uh, how we view ourselves from that perspective, doesn't it? Well, I'm just noticing that I'm almost 17 minutes into this and I should be wrapping things up. So it turns out that uh, this faith that we're talking about involves having a relationship with doubt and that doubt could express itself uh, in the out there in the world via the information that is not always correctly available to us or in the right amount and that we don't always have the right kind of uh, uh, patterns that allow us to establish, you know, neatly all the right relationships that we'd like to conceptually as we start describing right, the external phenomena. And uh, and then inter interiorly, right, in uh, our internal experience, uh, we also have uh, this relationship with our own emotions that uh, we don't always have them all figured out and quite understand what they're about, uh, especially as soon as we start learning how to relax with ourselves and we're not so impulsively just creating these uh, fantasies, these stories, these very convincing tales <coughs> that lead us to believe uh, in the illusion that we, uh, yeah, that we got things pretty, pretty figured out. So, uh, when we start releasing ourselves from the uh, binds that that kind of perspective ties us to, then I think that we start relaxing with this, uh, well, very direct and basic um, experience. Really seems like I'm using this word a lot, but uh, that's what it is. And uh, this trust, this uh, trusting in that very simple yet direct, uh, soft, gentle begins to develop, and uh, we just don't have to run away from it, shy away from it, fear it or uh, create fantasies about it. And that's not a bad place to be, according to Chogyam Trumpa. And I fully agree with him. And just one last thing. I, I must, I must share this before wrapping this up. This is something that Chogyam Trumpa is just so good in so many different ways to come round and about to this point that uh, and one never gets tired of hearing this from him in multiple different ways. And that is that, uh, you know, the reminder that every single other human being in this world, without exception, is 
capable of connecting with this quality of mind that he's talking about that allows us to uh, relate to our world and each other in a very straightforward and simple and uh, unjudgmental kind of way where we, because of that freedom, we are able to express kindness and uh, compassion, sympathy, uh, love to one another and be able to speak to one another with kind words and so forth. And so this is, this is something that he emphasizes over and over again that we shouldn't lose sight of this in one another and that this is what is the most powerful uh, thing that connects us to one another and I like to believe that we all very much are in agreement with him. Well that's it. Hope it was worth your time. I'm certainly having a good time putting these episodes together and I will continue to do so. Please, by all means, rate this podcast channel. All Choyam Trumpa, the unofficial official podcast. And subscribe so that you are notified of future episodes I'll be sharing with you. Hasta luego.